0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on CookieCast it is, I know I keep saying bumper edition of the Darkest Timeline Podcast But this has got to be the biggest so far, gotta be It's a lot of stuff talking about the week, there's still games, movies and TV But it's a lot of stuff talking about the week when this was recorded before we get started, I will ask you to please consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop and share the podcast around. Word of mouth is a beautiful thing. Right, let's get started, because it's a big one. So here we go. This is Cookie the Darkest Timeline Podcast. Hello How are you doing? You alright? Yeah. Good. And if not, why not? What's going on? What's the deal? Talk to me, come on. That's not how this works, so i will have to do it a different way. I'll talk at you for the foreseeable future. Um uh, yeah. It's uh, one of those ones this week where there's a lot more, uh... actually no, no, there is, there is stuff, there's entertainment stuff, there is entertainment stuff, thought for a second there wasn't, so, what day is it today, it's Monday, it's always Monday, always Monday, um last tuesday um went to take my youngest daughter to her swimming lesson now I need to get comfortable i'm not comfortable some <sighs> moving leg stretching probably get a drink you know things like that but anyway so I had to take my youngest daughter to her swimming lesson. Um, and a little bit of backstory before I go into uh into this. Um place that my daughter goes swimming. Um recently just had a ten year birthday anniversary, however you want to look at it. I was there before this place opened. I remember them building it. I remember them getting ready to open it. I remember them putting out all these offers. I remember taking up, um, taking up one of the opening offers. Um, I don't, know, I don't know if I've maybe told in the past a story about um, going to the gym because that meant that I could eat pizza. I may have told that story in the past. It rings a bell. Um, this was the gym in question. Um, so for 10 years, this place has opened and operated gym, swimming pool. Other things Since the day The gym opened um, There's been a rule um, And the rule is kind of built into um, A particular area So The rule is this If you're going into the swimming pool public changing rooms um you have to take your shoes off long-winded version of this is that they don't want people walking around the changing rooms in their street shoes because it makes the place dirty you're walking through like bits of water here and there if your shoes are muddy you drape some mud around the whole place it makes the whole place dirty for those people that are walking around without shoes on people get muddy feet oh yeah it's this whole thing And quite frankly, as a swimming pool, it's probably, you know, I think we can all agree, it's probably quite an acceptable rule. Now then, it's that much of a rule that they actually have a seating area where you can take your socks and shoes off. They have signs up that say, don't leave your shoes in this area. Um, because we can't be responsible for your shoes, take them with you sort of thing. And they even have um, like um, a pushchair parking system. You can lock your pushchair to the wall sort of thing. So they really did ingrain this system, this rule, into the very foundation of the place. I've always known it because I was there before day one and we were told just so you're aware as part of the part of the guided tour before the place opened. Just so you're aware, if you ever come to the swimming pool, the one thing that we will always ask is that you take your socks and your shoes off before you enter the change rooms. That has always been the rule. And Personally, I have always adhered to that rule now then there's a caveat here I'm about to go through it I've always adhered to that rule including the first week of my daughter's new swimming lessons so previously I used to take my daughter swimming and go swimming with her because that was part of the lesson then she moved up a group a whole different time a whole different system a whole different thing we had to learn a whole new thing one of them was that parents no longer accompany their children for the lesson the children go in with a teacher so lesson one week one new 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 okay we have to learn to do the thing we get there socks and shoes off i go in and what you find is you've got whereas previously there was like Five or six kids in a lesson. Plus five or six parents. The place was. Largely. Empty. In a lot of ways. In this system. In this way of doing things. There's. I would say. At any one time. There's. I don't know. Could be up to 50 kids. In the swimming pool. And that's just one of the swimming pool's. Um so then you times that by fifty kids, fifty parents, you know, grandparents, siblings, whatever, it's a lot of people. So first week we're going, right, we need to get you sorted, we need to get you set up, we need to get you ready. Oh, um, I guess I guess the rules don't apply on an evening because every single parent wandering around with their shoes on. Now, this is one of those situations where if there's one thing in life, I am a bit of a stickler for the rules, um, it makes things like, as I'm sure a lot of you will know, it, for, for me it makes things like driving difficult because nobody follows the rules while driving and um, And other such things. If 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 a rule is in place, a rule is such uh, the you know the rules there. I will follow the rule Uh, sometimes for the worse. So week one, shoes off, socks off, in we go. Loads of people wandering around. It's bustling is probably the way to put it, and a lot of other people wearing a lot of shoes, boots. You know, there's a lot of. I'm going to end up losing a toe... Because you guys can't be asked to take shoes off... Week two... Shoes off... Job done... Away we go... By week three... I was like... Why am I taking my shoes off... When nobody else is... Is there some kind of... You don't have to follow the rules... At this point in time... When you do the rest of the time... Is it because it's busy... Is it because it's people in and out... Or is it just purely because... People are lazy... By week three... I was like... Hey... I'm not gonna be the only one in no shoes. And that's that. Now then last Tuesday swimming swimming o'clock. So get to the get to the bit where you go through to the area where you can take your shoes and socks off, but hey nobody's doing that anymore. And then you go through to the changing room. This particular week, there's signs up now. Signs are a little bit of a "Hey guys, we know you're not taking your shoes and your socks off," and it's making a lot more work for us because we have to get a mop out and all of that, all of that stuff. But because there was signs up, I was like, "Well, they are absolutely are." Uh, you know, they're obviously pushing the rule, so we need to be. Um, taking socks and shoes off so I had like one week where I left my shoes on the rest of the time socks and shoes off so we go through we sit down socks shoes off then there's all this there's all this fuss don't think i've ever seen anything like it i don't think i've experienced anything like it because ultimately in my eyes in my opinion in 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 my heart of hearts i agree it's a perfectly acceptable thing to ask people to do anyway here's how this played out there was a woman so there was me my daughter Another woman who I've seen there um, a few times and her child. Another woman, another child, and a woman and a child. So, four parents, four children, people in and out, busy, busy, busy. This woman, you would have thought that the sign said, please use this complimentary chainsaw to saw off a leg of your choosing. She wanted every single person in the vicinity to know that she thought it was ridiculous that you have to take your shoes off. Now here's the thing, at no point has this not been the rule. At no point has it ever been the case that it's not been the rule. So this is this is a woman who is saying, I have never observed the rule, I have never partaken in the rule, but now you're telling me that it's a rule, even though it's always been a rule. Okay. But she is just, obviously starting out like this, and nobody joining in with the, you are, you are right. This is absolutely the worst possible thing that could happen right now because nobody joined in she just carried on and she started getting louder and it started escalating and it started getting worse so then she starts trying to draw in the other parents now in a situation like that i want absolutely nothing to do with this situation because as we've gathered at this point in time I do not agree with this person at all. I also don't think that it's there's a there is a reason to make a big deal of it, and I'm just I don't want any part of this. The woman eventually <laughs> uh the woman eventually managed to get another parent to Lock in with her. There'd obviously been like, she was obviously looking for some camaraderie, some you join with me and we can change the system of a rule that's been in place for over 10 years. And ultimately, what I want is to continue about my lazy ways. So she's saying to this this other parent, the one I've seen there previously, this is absolutely ridiculous, it's ridiculous, I can't believe this, I can't believe it, this is ridiculous. And in the most perfect example of picking the wrong person for the wrong situation, the woman turned to her and very casually said, Well, I can't say anything because I actually work here. Now then, ladies and gentlemen, one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life was not laugh out loud at volume in this this woman's face. It is hands down one of the funniest things that I've had to control in my life. having not got the reaction, the, the camaraderie that anything that this woman wanted, she then decided to take another tact and the other tact was well if they're going to enforce this, <laughs> if they're going to enforce this rule then I'm not going in. Believe me ladies and gentlemen, it was a great loss to, to the changing room. That this woman was then at volume refusing to go in. There was there was a point where there was a different conversation between her and her child, and then a bit later, I think I was coming I was coming out, having dropped my daughter off. There was another conversation with this woman and child who was who was refusing to go in. And all I could think was. Oh, wow, I bet you're an absolute delight to live with. And this was where something happened. This was where I went. Your hair colour's awfully black. Jet black hair colour. Almost like it's been dyed, like real recent, real black, really black, looks like like it could have been dyed today, I wonder what colour it was before it was black, yeah what are the chances that it was blonde previously? And what are the chances? <laughs> your na- that your real name is Karen—because oh my God, this this person was was prototype Karen. The only thing that that masked that was the hair colour, but then the hair colour was clearly a recent change, shall we say? Almost like a like a stealth camouflage some would maybe suggest um what made this whole situation even more interesting was going into the changing rooms and finding the fact that they'd posted um employees were all over the place there was a swarm of employees who were basically informing people hey Uh, We've noticed you haven't taken your shoes off Well we put signs up to tell you to take your shoes off And you absolutely need to take your shoes off So there Uh, My favourite of these interactions Was A young lad telling uh, Who had obviously just informed A lady (laughs) That You do actually have to take your shoes off She was relaying back to him. So what you're saying is. I have to take my shoes off. In this area. This area is where we need to take our shoes off. Then relays to a family member. Oh did you know that we're supposed to have taken our shoes off. in the, To come into this area. I can't believe it. I didn't even know that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So you're saying in this area. In, it's just in this area is it. This went on for a while. The interesting part of this was at no point did the woman attempt to make it even look like she was going to take her shoes off or in fact during the conversation was like oh well I best take my shoes off now. It was very clear that her intention was I'm not going to take my shoes off whether you put a sign up or you tell me or not. However, I'm working on the principle that if I keep talking at you long enough, confirming that I should have taken my shoes off, and, and I, if I'd have known, I would have definitely taken my shoes off, giving my family member long enough to get my child changed... And get them in the swimming pool, so I don't actually have to take my shoes off. This entire situation was made worse by um, taking my daughter into the into the area where she has to wait, like queue up to go and get into her swimming lesson. It's it's a bottleneck situation. It gets real busy. Nobody knows where to stand, so they just stand all over the place, and it gets quite difficult to manoeuvre. There are certain situations where I will be calm. There are certain situations where I won't be. And there are certain situations that will instantly boil my blood. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I nearly murdered a man in front of many, many, many witnesses. Going into this area, and it's like, okay, so the signs, the staff, but at the end of the day, you're never going to get around people's laziness and people's absolute determination to not follow simple rules and instructions. So once you go into this area, that is like this you know, a terrible bottleneck situation, you realise, oh, this is where all the parents are who uh, avoided the members of staff and ignore the signs, and they're all wearing shoes. Wonderful. In this really tight situation where you've got all these children and other people, and now people that are filtering in who have taken shoes off, so you guys are just... (sighs) But once you drop your child off as a parent, you can leave. So if you're at the front of the queue, you drop your child off, and then you have to then fight your way through. So there's a lot of moving left, moving right, moving forward, excuse me, pardon me, can I get past all this sort of stuff? So, there's a guy um, who's wearing boots. I'll leave that one there. And you can see him from all the way down the end. He's obviously dropped his child off and he starts, Excuse me. Oh, can I just squeeze past? Oh, can I just get past? Excuse me. Pardon me. So, he gets about halfway and obviously decides that the excuse me, pardon me, and can I just get through isn't working for him anymore. So, at which point, he proceeds to just barge. His way through. So barrels through a woman and a child. And continues to keep barreling through people. And This was the point in time. That my daughter turned to the side to speak to me. Because standing one side. Wouldn't get as good an angle to speak to me. Being, being little and, and me being big wouldn't get the opportunity wouldn't get the the angle to speak to me slightly moved to the side at which point was barreled into by this giant douchebag and I went from in the words of Bill Burr idling at 70 to about 100,000 and I nearly punched this man through a wall because how fucking dare you And all All I could manage, all I could muster to stop myself was going, Hmm, I haven't even taken your shoes off, as he barged past everybody and out the doors. What an absolute shit show. It, it it has to be one of the more baffling situations I've ever been a part of. In just absolute insanity Now then somebody someone might say this. Well, really, it's the pool's fault for not enforcing it from the very beginning. What I would say to you is, it's always been the rule. So, you know. Do I start every podcast by ranting about something? Is that all that I ever do? Something I was wondering this evening before starting a 24-minute rant about shoes. Do I talk about shoes too much? Hmm, Something to ponder. Um, I've done one thing off my list, and my list is not short, so let's get cracking. Um, here's an amazing idea that I had. So recently I've been into uh, personal bests, something that is going to feature two or three times in this podcast. We'll get to that. Um, personal bests. Um, it's hard to it's hard to explain. It's hard to go into all of them. Um, there's some outdoor running personal bests that I'm looking to um, to beat and keep beating. Sometimes do, sometimes don't. When I do, great. There's. Um, some of the personal best i've got this weird thing between the treadmill and outdoor running i know that i can do a certain distance outside in a certain amount of time i also know that i can't get anywhere near that distance in that time on a treadmill and it's starting to mess with my head i'm like is the treadmill not saying i've gone as far as i have is it to do with the fact that when you're out you're not you know you're not just running stationary you know going nowhere what is the combination of things that means that and we're talking like no joke we're talking like a kilometer difference so if i can do 5k in x amount of time to then go out on um, go on the treadmill and do 4k in the same amount of time something's off, it's not a small distance, so, I had this amazing idea, last, must have been last Wednesday, so last Wednesday I was like, hey, I've got this this great idea, was it last Wednesday, it doesn't largely matter, but it, it does at the same time, there was a day last week where I decided, hey, I've got this amazing idea. I'm going to try and smash, not just beat, I'm going to try and smash a personal best on the treadmill. Now, it was either the same day or the day after I did two things. One was lake day. I, I think you can see where this is going. And number two was part of my workout was abs. Now then, abs is a funny thing. I used to be a big believer in the abs because I found out that of all of the muscle groups in the body, abs is the only muscle group that isn't affected by overtraining because of the fact that it's essentially your core, you use it all the time, even sitting down, you're using your, your core and your abs. For that very reason, it's not that muscle group is not affected by overtraining. What does this mean I hear you ask? Well it means you can train it every single day. And it doesn't matter. So I used to train abs every single day. Because it doesn't matter. Then there was this whole thing at one point. I believed that training abs made me was making me fat. Spoilers. Uh, being fat was making me fat. Um, so I stopped training abs. And basically just never ever went back to it fast forward uh, a couple of years two or three years and uh, my brother-in-law's like hey you need to start training your core again here's a load of abs i was like yeah i'm good thanks so for ages i may or may not have skipped over the ab section of the workout jump forward a little bit further and got put in a position by said brother-in-law to do abs in a different setting i.e. under supervision at which point it was then revealed hey guess what when you don't do abs and then somebody tells you to do an ab workout you are for one better way of putting it fucked that was at the point where i went Ah, balls i probably need to get back on the abs something that i've realized recently And this is going to sound simultaneously weird and stupid, but something I've realised recently is running and abs are connected. Da-doy. So, I did a leg day, I did an ab workout, and then I get on the treadmill to attempt to not only beat, but smash a personal best. And away we go holy shitballs. We've all been there. We've all been there in a situation where we've worked our abs for whatever reason and then the next day you're like, wow, I'm in pain. And it's not... It's a different pain to other pain. It's a different... You know, you, if you run a marathon, the next day you're going to hurt. It's not that. It's not that. It's different. It's, it's like somebody's grabbing your stomach, but from your back and just twisting and pulling and yanking and ugh, to then, as we find out, get on a treadmill, start running. And I say running, you know what I mean? Shuffling slightly quicker than walking. Um, I was in pain And I mean Pain Now as I've spoken about recently I've been reading the David Goggins book uh, So much so that I reached a point where I was like Hey um, I'd heard someone talk about the audiobook version And I had some free audiobook uh, Tokens so I put the two together and got the audio book of the David Goggins book. And it talks about pain and overcoming pain and working through pain and fighting through pain. And the realisation of I am in pain doing a thing that makes me hurt connects to the pain and going nah, nah, can't do it. Um, and I was hugely disappointed disappointed in myself disappointed in my low ability to fight through um, this combination of pain the legs hurt the abs hurt the running was freaking awful and trying to get that personal best in that situation it was, just a, it was just a no. It was like, no, I can't do this. No, I don't want to do this. Whatever reason you want me to give you, what I'm saying is, it was a no. <clears throat> right up until I did it. So, the personal best situation that I was trying to achieve was run for X amount of time and run for X amount of distance. Um... I took some breaks and by breaks i mean you know if you're running at a certain number dropping the number down two or three and um putting the um incline right up so that you're still working you're just not necessarily running you're not running at, you know a particular speed and all that also helps keep your time down and your distance up so you know you might not be running but you're still moving um and ultimately, in the end, I did manage to achieve the beating the personal best. Uh, another one of those, another part of that story is I went on the treadmill the next day and eclipsed that personal best with a further distance um, in, a, in a similar sort of time. So, but I felt like such a failure. I felt like I felt like I'd failed because I couldn't push through the pain. I couldn't get past the barrier of pain. Um, not realizing that by making adjustments, like dropping the speed down, putting the incline up, making that change, and then going back to running and just being like, I'll just have to deal with the pain for as long as I can. And like resting again. And like I say, when I say rest, I mean dropping the speed down, putting the incline up, and then going back to running. And going for the time and the distance. And getting those things. It was like. Oh. Maybe. Maybe it was just another way around it. Now then. You might be thinking right now. That wasn't that. That interesting. But. That's setting up for something else. We'll come back to it in a bit. Around this time of year, pretty much every year, I will do a podcast where I will talk about this. Uh, not today, this podcast. It's like the middle of November, so I'm in a shop. No, let me start. Let me start a little bit further. A couple of days before this, I got a text message. Text message read: "I'm I'm in a shop." Okay, They're playing Christmas music And I said Okay well it's the middle of November That's kind of, kind of a thing And they went Yeah but it feels so wrong As like, yeah, I, mean, I I mean You know They start Christmas in September well, You know to make it to November I think you've probably done well Two days later I was in a shop and they were playing Christmas music. And I then went, oh yeah, this does feel wrong. Now go back to this time last year. I'll have said exactly the same thing. Go back to this time the year before and the year before that. I will tell you that I have been into a shop or I've been somewhere and they're playing Christmas music and it just doesn't feel right. It's just all of that. But this was... It was aggressive. And it made me aggressive. I started chuntering and book for Why the hell would I listen to freaking... The weirdest thing is, I can't even think where I was. It was somewhere... It was somewhere where it felt out of place. And I can't... I can't think. I can't... I can't think. But... Middle of November... We should be listening to Christmas music, shouldn't we? I'm not feeling it. Up until literally today, it was still warm. Temperatures dropped a lot today. Probably is going to go back up over the course of the week, you know, because uh, that's that's what we deal with nowadays. But yeah, it was it was just weird it was just really weird it was like walking into a supermarket in July and hearing Christmas music and being like what the flipping heck are you doing it was like that that was the sensation I had I was like what are we doing here even though it's November anyway myself myself uh, me, Leanne, and two of my children—we're uh, doing—we're doing, were doing a, a thing last one day last week. we were doing a thing, and as part of the thing, <coughs> there was kind of a situation where I needed to go and do a job. Uh, I needed to run into town. Uh, I was going to take my daughter with me. Um, but then there was this whole, well, if you stay here, you can go to this shop and do this thing, all this. And, and one of the things was, well, what about lunch? It was like, oh, well, there's a supermarket over the road. You can go to the supermarket. And you can have some lunch. I was like, yeah, they'll probably do like a, I don't know, like a egg on toast kind of situation. You can have that. And that was that. It, it was, it is decided. So I went off and do my job in town, come back, right. Are you ready for some lunch? Yes I'm ready for some lunch Let's go So Get to um, The place where we were going to get some food Oh um, this, this bit This bit's shut Like a cafe uh, The cafe is shut However The The um, the restaurant's probably not the right word. The the place where you eat in a supermarket is open. Okay, well, we'll just go down there. Get down there. There's a weird queue situation. There's a queue, but then there's like like a like a, a screen. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you order on the screen and then you go and get your stuff. Okay, got it. In front of us was two elderly people so take two elderly people and a sprinkling of technology and holy smokes will we wait in a while the queue is monstrous there's that factor um so i'm like hey we've got a got a order here and then we've got to do do the do eventually and i'm talking 10 minutes easily 10 minutes after arriving at this machine the two elderly people were like oh i think we think we're done uh let's go that was that okay so we get on there uh right these are your options you can have this this and this um so i was like oh i'll have that all like, right okay i'm gonna have a coffee uh you're gonna have a coffee um like build like a like almost like a kid's meal but with like individual items So we did that Then we get in a queue And realise after a little while Of being in the queue That um, A They don't have uh, The drink that my daughter wanted As part of her lunch hmm, Interesting Not great Then realise that it was actually a separate section To get hot drinks So I was like well um, We're waiting for food We've got like a number for the food so, you go get the drinks, I'll go get a table, we'll sit and we'll wait for the food. So, we go, we sit. And there was this whole thing about like um, my, my, my daughter and the table number, and There was a thing about a fork, so they didn't have any forks. So there's a a meal situation without a fork. So there's that spoon. If you want a spoon, you can have a spoon. No fork. So. Uh, the the meal in question involved toast. Now then, I don't know if you've ever tried to cut toast with a spoon. I don't mean like cut it into like triangles or squares or whatever. I mean like cut it into bite-sized pieces with a spoon. It's weird. Like the coordination's way off. So there's this whole thing, no fork, no fork. Dark can't, my daughter can't, can't, can't deal with the fact that there's no fork. Look, I'm using the spoon. I'm cutting it. It's fine. The food was the food was bad. We asked the person that brought the food out about the drink situation. Oh, um there was no there was no drink oh you can just grab a different drink okay we'll grab a different drink got a different drink Job the coffee there was all sorts of issues they'd made the coffee wrong hadn't put um syrup in the coffee so then it was like oh well i can put it in now so put coffee in it. put the syrup in the coffee afterwards so lamb was like make sure i give that a stir I was like okay fine um From start to finish, the situation was not great, and then at the end, I'm like, "Right, let's go." My well, hands like, "Oh, you need to go and put the tray in the um, in the tower thing for the tray," and I was like, "Why?" She's like, "Because that's what it says to do." And I was like, "Okay, but presumably I've paid more to eat in." Now, here's the thing. Here's how my mind works and this this is this was something that was passed down to me but it's something that I generally agree with and that is you are charged more for eating in you are charged more for eating in because they have to pay staff to clear the tables to do the washing up and there is a cost involved for you to eat in so you are paying more when they then try to get round elements, i.e. clear your own table they might as well tell me to go in the kitchen and wash the dishes what they're saying is we want to charge you more for something but not actually have that expenditure at our end so the whole clean up after yourself is just money for nothing and for me my response to that is i have paid extra to leave this tray with these dishes on this table that's why i paid more that's why i'm charged more if you then cut in that labor in half it's just money for nothing and it it got me thinking i was like okay so uh it was self-service so we've cut costs by having to not pay somebody to take your order Uh, I paid extra, this was something that came up I paid extra for the drink that my daughter wanted which they didn't have and she had to have something else which was included in the meal price part of the reason that you pay more to sit in is for things like cutlery, plates, bowls and all that being washed they didn't have any forks which for a restaurant is an interesting one the food and drinks the drinks were made wrong the food was terrible uh the one thing that you want with your slice of toast is a plate of water because you know where the water goes and then at the end of this process they have the audacity to say make sure That you uh, help us out by clearing your own table. By the point I was clearing the table, Mm. I was... Chuntering, shall we say. There was this whole thing, ages ago, there was this movement about putting self-service tills in and how it was a way to cut people's jobs and what, uh, what you should do as a member of the public is that you should go through the tills so that the tills end up with queues and so that supermarkets and retailers can see that those people are needed and then they have to employ more people because they've got more more queues and more tills and all of that stuff. And obviously nobody did that because ultimately what we want to do is work for another corporation by doing their job for them. So, you know, big thumbs up there. Speaking of massive corporation bullshit, I... Okay, it's kind of hard to explain, but not at the same time. I get super thirsty on an afternoon because at the point in time that I get really thirsty, I've done a 10 to 15 minute warm-up on the treadmill. I've done a workout followed by a minimum of 30 minutes on the treadmill which today was closer to 40 minutes no guesses I have sweated a lot I've used a lot of moisture and I really need a drink the other day I was flying out the door uh, to meet my youngest daughter at the dentist didn't have time to get a pint of water down me or a couple of pints of water didn't have time to grab a water to take with me so I ended up in this situation where I was like I need a drink I parked at a supermarket A plus B equals C so I ran into the supermarket quickly and I wanted a bottle of water now then I massively begrudge paying money for water there's this whole long-winded in-depth thing about why bottles of water are so expensive and it's not not to do with the surprisingly it's not to do with the water it's to do with the bottle and the fact that it's plastic and the fact that these companies are just essentially making making up jobs is basically what's going on anyway that would that would be a different subject if the following hadn't happened i get to the thing i'm like how much is it going to cost me for a bottle of water so i saw something and then i saw something else i saw a bottle of water for one pound sixty five Yes, I know I'm Yorkshire. Yes, I know I'm a man. And yes, ultimately, put all that together, that makes me tight. But I am never going to give you £1.65 for a bottle of water. The other thing I saw was an offer for a can of sugar-free Monster Energy drink. Sorry, I mean... um, A well-known energy drink brand. Yeah, whatever. Um, for a an, an energy drink that was bigger than the bottle of water, and it was one pound twenty-five. And I looked at this situation, and I said, "Well, the can is in a can." One of the most recyclable materials around. It's bigger, more liquid than the bottle of water, and it's cheaper. So I can't believe I'm going to say this, but hey, it looks like I'm buying a can of well-known brand energy drink. I walked out of the place shaking my head like, what just happened? We're telling the world that it is cheaper to buy an energy drink in a recyclable easily recyclable material for less money than a bottle of water plastic bottle, you know those, those well-known, easily recyclable items. It's, it, it, it's The world's gone insane. The world has gone mental. Right. 51 minutes into this podcast, which is nowhere near finished. This is going to be a doozy. Let's talk. Let's talk real talk about the real stuff Saturdays are an interesting day in our house um, sometimes super busy sometimes still busy it's a Saturday you know you know what a Saturday's like sometimes it's busy sometimes it's busy in a different way that is generally how it goes in this house Friday night now there's there's this thing and and I've got to take it back there's this situation on Saturday morning Leanne and the children have to get out early to go shopping the objective was always the same I needed to get out the door 45 minutes before they needed to leave to go shopping which meant me getting up early going out the door run, get back once they're once they're off, I can then walk the dog. Job done. So, Friday night again, a little bit off, off course. But uh, since my son has been born, it, it's just not possible to do it that way anymore. For a variety of different reasons, it just it just doesn't work. It's not. It's not feasible. I would have to get up at five o'clock in the morning or something. Now I hear what you're saying. Get up at five o'clock in the morning then you lazy bastard. But. That's a whole different subject. Not what I'm going to go into right now. So anyway. Friday night. I'm like. How. Can I. Do it. Different. How. Can I. Work this differently Here's The deal Saturday mornings look a lot like this Uh, I wait for everybody to go And then me and the dog Go for a run We get back, the dog has his breakfast And then, and this might sound strange Then we go for a walk Why? The steps I don't want to miss out on the steps Just because we've been for a run Doesn't mean that's enough steps. So we go for a walk. That's that. Then he can go and have a sleep. And as is the way, more recently, I go get on the treadmill, do even even more. So I had I had some objectives. I wanted to get everything done, and I wanted to be done for the day by the time everybody got home. No small feat, but. I was, I was driven and determined and all of those things. I had an idea. This is an idea that's been brewing for ages. I had an idea. Near to my house on a Saturday morning, there is the other York Park Run. Now then, i have never been to this park run it is literally over the road from my house i've never been so it's always been on my list of you know if i had all the time in the world i'd go and do that A few things holding me back some of which i've already mentioned some of the other things that hold me back um when i take the dog for a run on a Saturday morning, I pass people coming in, people going to the parkrun. And, unlike the other York parkrun, these are a different breed of people. These are the weekend warriors. These are the Land Rover, Range Rover, BMW, Audi, Mercedes, drivers. These are A way I described it at the weekend was going to the other park run feels very much like a community. Everybody is there for the same reason. We've all come here to run, whether you're running a 20-minute park run or an hour-long park run. You're all there for the same thing. There's that bit of, you know, everyone's together in this, even, even no matter what. The other park run the people that I pass when I'm I'm running and these people think that I'm trying to beat them to the park run and get all antsy and twitchy and oh my god he's running what what, what is happening is he going to take my place in a situation that doesn't have places the general feeling that that I personally get from these people is it's different situation these people aren't there for the community these people aren't there to enjoy it these people aren't there to be part of something they are literally there to fuck over their fellow man and that really puts you off doing something friday night i'm like hey here's an idea i could could Get up, get sawed, get ready, grab the dog, walk to the park run, run the park run, and then walk the dog home. Ultimately, that's, that's, it's all there. Two walks, one run, further distance than I normally run. This, this is an interesting idea. I wouldn't have to, you know, I'd have to get up any earlier. I don't have to do I, do, I don't literally have to do all that much different. And me and the dog could achieve, I don't want to use the word greatness, but I can't think of anything else right now. So come Saturday morning, I'm pretty much at the point of let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. I know the the dog has to be on a particular lead. I have a lead. So we're all good there. We'll we'll walk. We'll take a nice steady walk. We'll leave plenty of time. We'll take a nice steady walk. We'll go. We'll do it. We'll walk home. Bing, bang, boom, done. So the inner bitch. Remember the last time? The inner bitch. Decided to tell me I couldn't do all the things that I wanted to do. Decided to put all these roadblocks and, and, and things in the way. Well, the inner bitch came in hard this time. Oh, uh, you, you you know how you always need to go to the toilet on a Saturday? I need to go to the toilet every day. It's kind of a thing. I'll tell you something. I need to go to the toilet right now. Oh, yeah, but, you know, what what if you can't do it? I've done park runs before. I think I'll be okay. Yeah, but what, are you going to walk the dog? What if the dog gets in trouble at the park run because there was that time you were going to take the dog and, and you didn't because you thought he was going to get in trouble because he, he's not good with with situations and crowds? and oh, What if you don't make it in time? I'll leave with plenty of time. Yeah, but you, you don't know how long it takes. You don't actually know where the start line is. You you can't do this with all of that going on it, it it's very difficult to to believe that you can do it probably sounds silly probably sounds stupid but it, it's just it's just one of those things so decided it was happening no matter what and I'd just have to deal with the consequences if the dog got into an issue then we'd just leave if for some reason I I needed the toilet then we would just leave all of these things I was like as long as we try it's fine so I decided I would leave 45 minutes to walk 45 minutes to walk Should be plenty of time to walk the dog. All of that. So I let the dog out. He went to the toilet. I got him suited and booted. Ready to go. Now here's the thing. It was shitting it down. As it always is at the moment. That was just one of those things. Put the dog in his little rain vest thing. I put a hat on. And away we went. So. I'm battling the inner bitch. We're walking. We're walking. We're walking. I get halfway. To where I think the parkrun is. I can see all the people. I was like, hey, I'll just follow the people. I get halfway there, I was like, the dog, the dog went to the toilet before we left. And if he needs to go to the toilet, that's something I'll have to deal with. How the hell am I gonna do that when I've left the pouch with the poo bags at home? Left the pouch on the side. I'm like... What? Now here's the thing. And I'm not too much of a man to admit this. And it was completely uncontrollable. And I can't explain it. But I nearly burst into tears. It was weird. It was... I think it was just the situation. I don't know. I don't quite know what. But I nearly... I didn't. But I nearly burst into tears. And I went, it's 18 minutes until the start. Now, these things start at nine on the nose, pretty much. It's 18 minutes. Now, I've got to get all the way home and back to where I was and then onto the start line. And instantly, the inner bitch was like, you can't make it. Give up. And I said, well, we won't know unless we try. So I started quick marching, me and the dog, back to the house. Quick march, all the way back. We get back. I think at this point in time, there was something like 11 minutes left. I'm like, in through the door, grab the pouch, and away we go. And I'm motoring. I'm quick marching, jogging. The last thing we want to do is run to a run. I used to hate that whole situation, turning up late and then having to run before doing a 5k. Literally, this is no joke, we come tearing down the hill, across the field, and as I literally come round the corner, like the back of the group of people, I heard the word go. And we just we just went, we just set off. And all I think was, oh my word, I made it. I made it. I got here in time. I made it. What is happening right now? I didn't realize that I was going to now run 5k. Okay. Let's get it done. So me and the dog set off. The dog was literally like, what is happening? We set off on this course. Now I've never actually been properly to this course, around this course, whatever. But going round, I went, hang on a minute. This isn't 5K, because I've been round. Oh no, this is a, because even the other one, you do one and a half laps, which is 5K. And the way it's set up is you you start halfway round, you do half, and then you do a full, and then you're done. But I'm like, this isn't. This isn't one and a half. This is... How many laps do we do? In uh, in hindsight, going back... Um, it was actually on the website. It said how many laps it was. But I went... I don't know. Um, these people don't seem like the kind of people to ask. And a lot of the volunteers were very quiet. There was one volunteer who was very vocal. Told me that my dog was a good dog. And I went... Yeah? Okay... So away we went. And as time went on, and uh, I passed a guy who was just shouting out how long it had been. I was like, well, here's the thing. I know how long it took me to do my last park run. After a while, I worked out that it was probably about 1K round this course. So I'm like, let's work on the principle that we're doing five laps. And then we just come off and be done. If the time and the laps match up, job done. So I'm running, um, and then there's this point where there's like somebody in front of me, and I'm like, I remember about like in in the in the Goggins book, it talks about taking souls. You see somebody in front of you in a race, and if you run past them, you're, you're taking the, taking that person's soul. And I was like, hey, it's time to take some souls. And that was the thing, you know, some people I passed and then two minutes later they were passing me. Some people I passed and I never saw them again. Some people I passed and then, like, ages later I'd see them again. Some people I passed and I think I might have lapped, which is almost impossible. So we're running. We're running. Me and the dog, we're running. The dog's like, why are we going round and round and round? By lap four, he was just like, it is this... I think to him it was some kind of like his his definition of hell. Because when we quote-unquote run, he is going a tiny little bit quicker than normal walking speed. And going round and round in circles probably isn't his idea of fun. So by lap four he's like, is this hell? So, four laps in. Okay, so one more. We're just doing one more. Right, away we go. Something feels wrong. Something feels off. The time doesn't feel right. I'm like, it's probably taken me, you know, uh, I don't know, not, it's not 10 minutes to go around, but it's not five, so you know, I don't know. Eight minutes? Eight, you know, eight, 16 uh, 24, uh, that's three. Uh, something not right, okay. Uh. So, lap five. I noticed that you know people have been going off. I'm like, I, I guess this is it. I passed the guy shouting out at times, he shouts a time, and I went, uh, no, something's not right here. I come off. Now I've never been to this one, so there were a couple of people like, oh you just do this and you go over there, take this, do that. I went over, uh, they took my name, they scanned me through. I stopped my watch and I went, Something's not right. I looked at the how what distance my watch said and I went I've not gone far enough. Oh, no, I've not gone far enough. Oh, my God, I should have done another lap. Six laps doesn't make sense. Wait a minute, did I not count it right? Did I miss a lap? Did I miss a lap? Oh, sugar. I immediately googled... 5k in miles and it told me that 5k is 3.1 miles my watch told me that I'd done 3.2 miles and I went what did I just run 5k now I want to I want to get this out in front I'm not running around like hey 5k is you know this huge achievement it is in some circles and in other circles it doesn't even register I am somewhere in the lower end of the scale 5k is a big deal to me because I don't run 5k on the reg as the children would say I can't explain it I can't I don't know how to to quite convey it other than this I felt like a fraud I felt Like I'd cheated. I felt. Like they'd measured it wrong. I felt like I'd somehow missed a lap. Whilst knowing that that wasn't the case. My watch said I'd done the distance. The people said I'd done the distance. They they chalked me off. And here's the reason I was questioning everything. Because I did it too minutes faster than my last park run my last park run was a personal best time I just couldn't put all the pieces together eventually I got all my notifications and it was hey uh, this is you. You've completed this park run. It's the first time. Congratulations! It's a personal best. You do, You got this place in, and of, of this many people, and that you were this position in your age. You all this, and I was just like, it. It was too much. The whole thing, the whole situation, all of it was too much. Beating the inner bitch, taking on a five k, and feeling like I, I cheated somehow. Doing it and walking away, me and the dog, I walked the dog home, which turned out was like near the, the best part of two miles. It was it was weird and I felt really emotional. I felt like I wanted to cry and scream and shout and do all of those things at once and I could I couldn't work it out. I could not it was just the weirdest thing finally having been talking non-stop um, finally uh, I want to talk about rest days Uh, I've swear about this before uh, but I want to talk about um, the problem with rest days is what I've written down the problem with rest days is this There are people that will tell you you need to rest. There are people who tell you that you need to rest in particular, very very different ways. Eat a big meal, uh, have a lie-in, have a power nap, um, turn your phone off, don't put the computer on, and a a multitude of other things to tell you that a rest day should be a rest day. Um, My rest day, my full day, rest day is Sunday Uh, I've spoken about this before the problem with getting these newfangled technological uh, advancements is that technology largely doesn't register rest days, so if you're supposed to be hitting a a, a move count if you're supposed to be hitting so many calories in a day your rest day is going to go against that, so I had a conversation with somebody recently who said, "Oh, I don't even, I don't even worry about that. My rest days my rest days, and if I don't, you know, if I don't get the numbers, then that's that." And I was like, "I'm not, I'm not super down with that." So there was a day where I realised that um, going swimming, uh, when done right, is a lot of, is a lot, it's a lot of movement. Uh, so this was my rest day uh, Took the dog For a three mile walk First thing Then Went uh, and took my youngest daughter Swimming For uh, uh, for an hour Came home And did 45 minutes of yoga uh, In the afternoon I took the dog For a long two and a bit mile walk and by the end of the day I would nearly achieved my move goal uh, exercise had been smashed there's this thing that you can't increase the exercise goal past a certain point and the stand goal is doing my trium because it's not registering correctly and all this but I nearly done the move goal and all I could think was yeah it's interesting for a rest day If that's that's the version of a rest day. That's the stuff from the week. An hour and 15 nearly into this podcast. So let's move on to entertainment stuff. The entertainment stuff is going to be one of those. It's becoming the smallest section of the podcast anyway. And I'm going to rattle through it. Um, The film that I've watched is a film I've seen before. The TV show we'll talk about. And then there's games. TV show this week is The Old Man. Now then, let's get this straight out there in front of everything. I'm a big Jeff Bridges fan. I really like Jeff Bridges. Ultimately, because let's face it, he was the dude. Um, I enjoyed his role in Iron Man. I thought he played a really good bad guy. Uh, I just I just like Jeff Bridges. I like I like what, he, what he's about. Uh, doing a TV show where he is spoilers, um, uh, an ex CIA operative, and uh, he, he's he's been found out, and he's got to go on the run. It's an old. I was going to say it's an old method. It's an old formula that's tried and true uh recently it was it came out that jeff bridges had been dealing with cancer and something that i had to look up was was he battling cancer at the time of making the old man because it was quite a physical role for him and it turned out apparently he was uh, in various interviews talking about how the difficulties of doing that uh, i have watched five uh, as of this evening five episodes I got to episode four and I watched episode four and I got to the end of episode four and honestly I did think that I would maybe not go back to it there was something that happened at the end spoilers of episode four and I was like holy smokes Uh, that doesn't work for me I don't like that Hard to explain without spoiling it uh, something else to discuss is uh, John Lithgow's in it and I enjoy John Lithgow and uh, the girl that played maybe Funke in Arrested Development she's in it as well, she's very good in it Um, it's really good it's one of those things that's been like various bits of action um, the, it's got there's a couple of dogs in it and the dogs in a very serious program the dogs have been like a comic relief and they are great um, but I got I got to, to episode four halfway through the series and they they totally flipped something and I went, uh, no, I don't like it I don't like it, I don't like that Don't you can't do that, I don't like it <coughs> admittedly, more recently the episodes were a little bit more talky and a little bit less action and the episode I watched this evening had a foreign language bit where the subtitles seemed to be missing Uh, which made that bit confusing um i will say this it's very good tv a little bit more talking a little bit less action in places in fact entire episodes are just talking and rely solely on the power of their actors but that's not necessarily a bad thing that's just one of those things um I re a film this week. Uh, it's been on my list of re for a little while. And I thought, hey, it's Saturday night. I'm going to watch a movie. Let's give this a go. Uh, I watched Tenet for the second time. Now, the first time I watched Tenet, I was I was gripped. I was engrossed. I was like, okay, I'm with you. And I, I don't want to be like, oh, I followed that film all the way. Spoilers by the way. But when you're dealing with time travel. It's all going to get a bit messy. This was a whole different kind of time travel. Again. Spoilers. But I just about hung on throughout. Two things I realised watching it the second time. One. The first third of that film. Is possibly one of the slickest movies. Like ever. It just Oozes slickness. If you don't know what I mean by that, it's just like the characters, the actors, the way it's, the speed at which it's moving, the way in which it's moving. Like, like Robert Patterson and the main guy, um, I don't know the main guy's name, um, the way they bounce off each other, it's smooth, it's really stylish, it's just They just work really well together. Just the way that the first third of that film goes is great. The one thing I expected watching it a second time was to understand it more, was to understand it better, was to have a better grip of the film as a whole. And the weirdest thing was, I actually felt like I understood it less. There was this part of me that was like, I've seen this before, so I don't need to pay as much attention. I'm just looking for the bits that I missed that made it harder to understand the first time. But I think that was maybe the wrong way to do it, and because of that, I just... I I was with it up to a point, and then I wasn't. And because I wasn't, the rest of the film just didn't... Really work? I just I was like I like I feel like somebody turned two pages at once, and now I don't know what's happening, and I can't get back into it. And I felt that that was really weird for a rewatch of something. Um, you know, one of those where I don't know whether I I would attempt to watch it again. It's it is a face that it's a face it's a film that feels that at times it's punching you in the face and you don't know how to make it stop so uh, difficult is what i would say computer games wise in this house there is only one computer game that's been on the go and that game is god of war ragnarok Uh, so it got better i think if you go back to last week and 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 listen to what I was saying. Um, The game got better because you kind of get into the groove of the game. The game is, you know, God of War 2018 was very simple. His two characters, follow them through the story, and his sub-characters. God of War Ragnarok, and this might be spoilers, but it might not. God of War Ragnarok basically says, hey, do you remember the characters from the first one, from the 2018 God of War? Yes, yes I do. Well, they are now character characters. They're part of the game. And you need to deal with that and move on. And I think I wasn't necessarily ready to do that. Um, Playing it for X number of hours, you kind of go, this is the game, I need to deal with it. Um, I reached a point where I was pretty much sure I, I was about to finish the game. And then the game kind of took this... Turn and was like, no, no, we're not finished. We're just doing something else now. Did feel a little bit tacked on, if I will, you know, if I'm if I'm honest. Also, uh, and this again might be spoilers. I don't want it to be. Um, but there is a mention. I will do this. Uh, there is a mention of war, which is surprising, with it being called God of War. Uh, there's a mention of war, and when you. When you're dealing with that section, when it's talking about war, for me personally, it just felt weird. It felt so out of place. It felt so not wrong, but just like it had been crowbarred together. This whole, like, oh, war. And then it's like, but why? It was, it felt felt super out of place Um, ultimately what I can say at this point in time is I believe I have basically finished the game the only thing about that is that the game is a bit like here go and do this and it feels like why is there more to this I can't tell you because I had to turn it off because I had to go to bed Um, I will go back and play it very shortly and I'll probably update you with that next week another thing and this is the danger of reviews and previews. Due to a, mi- a mixture of some of the reviews I saw and some of the previews of this game I saw, I truly believed that I was going to get a particular weapon. I got to a point where I was like, I have ne- I'm working on a principle, I've nearly finished this game, and that weapon hasn't turned up. I'm going to have to Google it. There was all this stuff. It was like, hey, spoilers. uh, If you read this, spoilers. And then when I read it, I was like, well, I've already done that. So it's not a spoiler to me. At which point it went on. uh, A lot of people have speculated whether you get this weapon. Uh, You don't. And I went. Really? That has been a huge part of the build up for this game. To then turn around and go, nope. You've missed a trick there. And honestly, it feels like a giant middle finger. So, yeah, without finishing the game, I probably shouldn't be Googling around. But, uh, but I would, like I said, it didn't spoil it for me because I had got past the section it was talking about. Um, my biggest issue, my number one biggest issue with this game is I have played God of War 2018, for better or worse, multiple times. And I mean multiple times. I played it week before last for what is probably the tenth time. I don't know what replayability this game has got. There are sections in this game that will be like pulling teeth playing it again. So that is my biggest worry with this game. So we shall have to see what that looks like. I imagine there's going to be a new game plus, even if it's not straight away. I know with the last one, they introduced new game plus a lot later, like a couple of months, two or three months later. Who knows? But the replayability of this game, I feel is going to be very different to 2018. And there we go, that is it Sorry for the bumper bumper edition But I seem to say that at the end of most podcasts These days So maybe this is just a new format Who knows um, If you got this far Thanks for listening And uh, I'll catch you later So there you go, what do you think of that I told you it was a bumper one Big juicy podcast Thanks for listening Thanks for watching and uh big thanks if you are a subscriber. If you're not a subscriber, now's your chance. Click the button. Like, share, subscribe, comment, drop reviews. Check out our website, thecookiecast.com. You can find social media links and an email button so that you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Just listen to another, another episode, episode of cookie cast thanks, thanks for listening